Welcome to Overthinking in Your Underwear. This is Lindsay. And today we're overthinking notes from my phone. Okay. So what I'm doing is I'm going through my phone. This is going to be so fun, you guys. Can you even imagine? Um, I'm going through my phone and I'm going to talk to you about the things we didn't make into a full podcast, but we're just kind of like snippets. Some of it's pop culture-y. Some of it's just stuff that wouldn't make a full podcast. It's going to be fun. Trust me. Go on this ride. Go on this ride with me. Um, yeah, some of it's like, it's not going to go anywhere. Let's just embrace the fact that not everything wraps up in a perfect bow. Not everything goes somewhere. So it's going to be fun. Um, let's just dive into it. Some of it's going to be like a little bit old too, because I've had this in my, you're listening to this at the end of the month. I'm just recording it. I'll tell you when I'm recording it. Let's just be honest and transparent. I am recording it on the 20th, January 20th. Um, but I've been collecting these little notes like for a long time, but also all month. So these could be like pop culture things that are from a while ago. And you're like, I've heard everyone's hot take on this, but you know what? This it's been in my phone. So the first thing I had in my phone was Joe Coy. And I'm actually like sick of hearing about this now too. So I'm just going to tell you, and it's like, even my opinion has evolved on this now which is a really powerful thing to think about too. So Joe Coy hosted the Golden Globes, did not do a great job, okay? This from a non-comedian. So, you know, take that with a grain of salt. Joe Coy's like, I give a shit what this woman thinks. But he didn't do a great job. People ripped him apart, all kinds of memes, whatever. So now with a couple weeks hindsight, I'm like, you know what, Joe Coy? You're a baller. You're a baller for taking that job with 10 days notice you don't turn down the job of the Golden Globes if you're Joe Coy. I know Joe Coy has a huge, he has a huge career. He has a huge following. It's not like he desperately needed money or desperately needed it, but that's a big swing and you take the big swing. So I'm like, kudos to Joe Coy. I think that's an awesome move. It's not going to hurt his career. He's taken some punches in the media, not even in the media. I mean, online, who cares? People probably know him now. Who knows? You never know what's going to happen from something like this. Like CBS could be running the numbers right now and be like, actually, 50% of America loved him. And that's good enough for us to give him a sitcom job. So you know what? You've got to take the big swing. And he took it. You've got to take it and risk not doing a good job and use it as a learning experience. Use it to build a little grit. Or, you know, so, like I said, something great could happen of the, from this that maybe just hasn't happened yet. And um, kudos to him. Big, he's, he's my winner of the month. Joe Coy is my winner of the month. Um, other winner of the month, Gypsy Rose Blanchard got out of jail. If you guys have been following that. So Gypsy Rose Blanchard was this young girl who was abused by her mother, Munchausen syndrome style, okay? A lot of movies and documentaries have been made about this. Everyone followed the case. She was so abused horribly. Like her mom like trotted her out as this um, young girl who had cancer over and over again and would put her on TV and get these trips to Disney World and all this stuff and pump her full of medicine and all of these horrible things when really she was a perfectly healthy young child, okay? Young girl. So Gypsy has this online relationship with this young man and who is 
you know, mentally not completely well and convinces him to kill her mother. He does. They get caught. The young man goes to jail for, I think, for life. And Gypsy goes to jail for 10 years because she doesn't actually do the act. She act, She is just con- she is just guilty of convincing him to. So this is not a true crime podcast. I'm telling you this because the overthinking, the interesting part of this is the fandom that has happened since she's gotten out of jail is wild to me. She has been on The View. She has been on all the talk shows. And she is just wildly popular now. People, I, I can't even, I'm not even going to look, but it's like in the millions of followers on TikTok. She is so popular. I mean, she's going to have a podcast soon. And I have to tell you, I'll probably do it. I mean, I'm not going to say I'm going to be like a regular follower, but I'm going to need to know what she's talking about. Like, what is Gypsy up to? What is she talking about? But It's really interesting, like our sick, morose fascination with these kinds of things, like how celebrity has changed over the years to we love Gypsy Rose Blanchard and we're going to make fun of Ben Affleck is nuts. It's like it's, it's insane. I get the sick fascination. I don't get really the hero worship. Gypsy is out and thriving. So she's another winner of the month. Okay, so I'm going to have to talk about Taylor again. I'm obsessed. I'm in Kansas City. I'm obsessed with football. We're getting ready to play the Buffalo this Sunday. I hope when this publishes, we've won the Buffalo game. Um, so here's I don't know if this is a hot take, but here's my hot take on it. The last game, Taylor, it was the coldest game, you know, the fourth coldest game on record, right? She comes wearing the 87 jacket. She's matching with Brittany. Her and Brittany are best friends. I think it's super cute. Some people think it's cringe. I think it's super cute. Her and Brittany are sitting in the box. And they're swag surfing, right? Okay. I thought this was really, here's, okay. I'm going to tell you why I thought this was cute. First of all, you know, I actually, am a, I was going to say as a white girl with no rhythm, I appreciate this. That's not, that would be lying to you. I am a white girl with rhythm. Okay. I would have, I would have been completely wrong. I would have been, I would have been doing that. Um, but what I loved about that is Taylor has said a million times that she can't dance and she doesn't care. She's just like, you know what? This looks fun. I'm not going to be sitting here like, I'm just not going to be sitting here like, oh, I'm not going to dance because I don't have a lot of rhythm and I'm not a good dancer. Just like in her concerts, she'll dance and she doesn't care that she's not a great dancer. In her videos, she dances all the time and she doesn't care that she doesn't have the most rhythm in the world. Coolest thing about someone is just being like, I'm authentically myself. I am having a good time. I am out here living my life. And if you guys want to watch me, that's great. I don't even care that you're watching me and judging me and going to say, like, I've never seen a white girl dance like, you know, this is the biggest white girl dance I've ever seen in my life. Great. Love it. You're right. You know, spot on. Like, that is what makes her so likable is her self-awareness. Self-awareness is super likable. And also just her willingness to be like, I'm going to be out here being myself and not sitting here like, I'm not going to do the dance. I'm not going to love my boy. I'm not going to support my boyfriend. It's like singing to the song on the Jumbotron. 
she's going to do all the things she wants to do and just be like authentically herself, high-fiving people, like all the stuff. There's nothing more terrifying than a person who is just unapologetically themselves. That is what cool is. That's the definition of, that is the definition of cool. And I think that's like, you spend so much time when you're younger. I mean, I'm in my forties. I'm way past worrying about what's cool. Trust me. I wear, I mean, I wear pajama pants to the grocery store way past worrying about what's cool. But, um, when you're younger, you like spend so much time trying to figure out what's cool. And what you usually do is just follow what the other person is doing. When the real key to being cool is just figuring out what you want to do and who you are. Coolest thing is like unapologetically being yourself, not following the person in front of you. Like Taylor at her core is like a nerd. And so am I. And As you get older, you realize there's no one cooler than a nerd. Like a nerd means like, you know who you are. You you have your own interests. They're not following the trends. You're not like chasing other people, what other people are doing or labels or anything like that. And there's nothing cooler than a nerd. Like a non, you're not, you're not just running around trying to figure out what everyone else is doing which is the definition of what you do when you're younger, which is what's funny. And that's kind of what we think is cool when we're in high school or whatever. But as you get older, you realize like there's nothing cooler than a nerd, which is why you probably hear like moms or something saying like, marry the nerd, marry the nerd. It's true. You guys find the nerds, find the nerds. So honestly, you guys, Taylor's the queen of the nerds, and I love her. Oh, so I had written in my phone, I'm a liar, and I know what it is. Okay. I was like, what? Okay, I know what it is. So I am a lazy liar. I don't know if you guys, okay, I don't know what kind of liars you guys are. I hope not big liars, but this is the kind of liar I am. And I always knew I was like, like, like a little bit of a liar, like a gray area liar. And we are, we're all liars, right? And I hope you're not like a major liar, but this is the gray area liar I am. I was at the doctor the other day and I say to her, oh yeah, I was talking to my dermatologist the other day about this. And she says, I'm just going to make up a name. She says, oh, do you see Emily Smith? Because you actually look just like her. I don't know why I did this. I literally don't know why I did this. And I call this lazy from, I just decided I call this lazy lying. I just didn't want to like search my brain for the real name of my dermatologist or really continue this conversation. So I just go, yeah, like, yeah, I see Emily Smith. So she goes, do you see Emily Smith? And I go, Yeah. And she goes, yes, yes. So I'm thinking that's going to like end the conversation and then we'll just move on because I really just wanted to move on. I didn't want to keep talking about my dermatologist. Well, then she types in Emily Smith to the thing and then she pulls up her picture and turns it around and it's clearly not my dermatologist. And I still, I still doubled down. I was like, yeah. Like, oh my God. Oh my God. Like, oh my God, I'm such a liar. But still, I didn't want to go back and go, that's not my dermatologist. My dermatologist's name is Emily, just to give you guys a little bit more. But 
I just didn't, I just didn't want to explain. I didn't want to explain that her name's not Emily, that that's not my dermatologist. I wanted to stop this line of conversation and keep going. So this is what kind of liar I am. I am a lazy liar. So we go through my appointment. We did, it did stop the line of thing. Okay, great. That's your dermatologist. We go on with my appointment. So I check out, I leave. You know how they bring you those papers when you leave? So I'm, I get in the car and I look down and there's like all the things. Here's your vital signs. Here's your notes from your appointment. Here's a list of your providers. And it says right there, dermatologist. And it says Emily, and I'm just going to say Emily Robertson. It says the different name. It says that I lied to her. And I'm like, oh my God. Then she goes and prints out the thing and she sees that like, I just lazy lied to her. I just lazy lied to her. My dermatologist name came up. My real dermatologist name came up right when she printed that out. So anyway, it's not that it's that funny of a story. The point is that's the kind of liar I am. I am a lazy liar. And it's not just that, like, I know that I'll do that sometimes. Like, if and mom, sorry if you're listening to this, but like if my mom asks me a question and she'll go, Did you get your flu shot? I'll go, Yeah, because I like just don't want to keep talking about it. I don't want to keep talking about the flu shot. Let's just move on. Like this will spark a 20 minute conversation about the flu shot and the importance of flu shots. And I'd really rather just eat my popcorn and watch whatever we're watching on TV. So I am such a lazy liar. Anyway, don't know what kind of liars you guys are. Hope it's not like the diabolical kind, but that's what kind I am. And if you catch me lazy lying, just say, Lindsay, I know you're lazy lying. And I'll probably continue and tell, so I'll, and I'll tell you the truth. Like it's not that big of a deal. It's not that deep. So Snoop Dogg is going to the Olympics. I wrote that down, which is great and like a very smart move by NBC, I have to say. But my overthinking on it all is Snoop Dogg needs to teach a master class on branding. There needs to be a Harvard marketing class of the marketing of Snoop, of Snoop Dogg because I can think of no one more genius than the marketing of Snoop Dogg. And I would say the resurgence of Martha Stewart, if we're thinking about if when I think of Snoop Dogg, I think of Martha Stewart. Like, what is that? Like, where did that pairing come up with? Because genius. Like, who came up with it? Who came up with it? But when I think about Snoop Dogg, I think... There is no one with more longevity. There are actually a lot of 90s rappers, maybe like a different segment of this marketing class that's going to happen needs to be like the marketing of 90s rappers because there actually are a lot of 90s rappers who have been insanely successful. I just think Snoop Dogg is like ahead of the pack. I know like, you know, Beats by Dre. I get that. Um, I get that. I've seen the documentary, but. Snoop Dogg himself as a brand, I think has, is more, uh, is more well-known than Dre. Like Dre, it's like beats. He made a billion dollars. I'm really happy for him. But Snoop is so out there with, you know, the wine and he's on every commercial and he's with Martha Stewart and he's calling the Olympics. There are so many 90s rappers who have turned into moguls, but more like behind the scenes. You know, they're more just like running companies, which is amazing, but not in this like face forward way that Snoop Dogg is. And my niece and nephew, who I also mention every podcast, 
love him. I mean, they love him. My niece sends me like screenshots of Snoop Dogg all the time. And I'm like, okay. Um, they went, her and her roommates went to a Snoop Dogg concert. Like he is so the relevancy of him today and the standing power. Nuts. It's nuts. Um, so I think that there should be a little case study on him. Martha Stewart, not far behind. I think, I think Martha could be, I don't know, just woven into that maybe. So someone teach that class. I will audit it. I would love to take it. Um, I dyed my hair brunette because I thought it was disingenuous to be a blonde because I am not having more fun. That is my badump bump joke. What do you guys think? Should I? What do you think of the joke? Okay. Let me know in the comments. All right. So what else? But I really did dye my hair brown. I did. It's the first time I've not been blonde in my whole life, and I kind of like it. I'm, like, even going to go more brown, I think. I'll show you in the stories, and I'll, sh I'll, I'll post it. I'll post it soon when I feel like I'm having a good face day. Okay, so another note for my phone. I love sleep so much. Like, sleep is my bae. I love it. I'm one of those people that has to have 10 hours of sleep a, lot, a night. When I see someone who's like a short sleeper, and do you guys know short sleepers are a thing? People who can operate with like six hours of sleep or four hours of sleep or five hours of sleep, and they just jump up ready to go. I don't know who you are. You're superhuman. You're God's favorite. I don't get it. I'm a 10 hours of sleep kind of person. And if I get eight hours of sleep, I can feel it. I can feel it in the bowels of my body. If you've been around me for one 24-hour period, you know that. You're like, Lindsay is serious about nothing more than her bedtime, okay? Maybe her dog, her dog, and then her bedtime. We're going to get to melatonin in a minute, but now I'm off on this sleep thing. Oh my God. So sleep is so important. Ariana Huffington, I think, wrote a whole book about sleep. Sleep is so important. If one of your New Year's resolutions or one of your goals or one of your intentions is to be healthier, make sleep a priority. It really can change your whole health routine. It really can. I saw this thing on TikTok. Am I really going to say that again? Am I really going to say I saw something on TikTok in every episode? Oh my God. I saw this thing on TikTok where someone was like, when a short sleeper marries a long sleeper. And I don't know, the couple was doing something funny. But that's one of my biggest fears is getting in a relationship with someone who can sleep like four hours a night or five hours a night. And then I'm sitting there sleeping 10 hours a night. If you're a couple and you have opposite sleep schedules or opposite sleep needs, let me know because that kind of interests me because I feel like it would be a problem and I always want someone with like a compatible bedtime. Like I feel like they should put that on a hinge dating app. Like what's your bedtime schedule? Do we have compatible sleep rituals? Like I want to know. I want to know what are your, what's your hourage? What was your hourage? Is hourage a word? Is What's your hourage? What's your bedtime? Do you sleep in the cold? Do you need a fan? That kind of thing. Like, let's talk about, let's talk about sleep rituals. Let's talk about sleep rituals on the dating apps in 2024. Back to melatonin. This is a PSA on melatonin. Okay, so I was just talking to my mom about melatonin. And here's, and so I wanted to share it with you. 
Okay, here's the thing about melatonin. It is sold in quantities way over what you need to take. So I'm not a doctor or a scientist or even, I'm not anything. I am someone who reads a lot on the internet. Melatonin is a naturally occurring enzyme in your body. And it makes you go to sleep. It makes you sleepy, right? You can buy it in capsule form to make you sleepier. So when you want to do this, when this is something you've decided to do, you should buy it at a health food store or whatever. I buy it online. And the reason I buy it online is because they sell it in way too high of quantities at a CVS or a Walgreens. Usually if you go there, you'll see it in like 10 milligrams of melatonin. When I first started using melatonin, and I have no idea how I even had this knowledge. I must have done a Google and found this. When you first buy melatonin, when you first start it, you should buy one milligram. And you'll probably have to buy it online or go to a health food store. One milligram, take it about an hour, an hour and a half before you want to go to bed. I use, I take it with some magnesium because it's good for headaches. Magnesium is just generally good for you, especially if you're a woman. If you're a woman with headaches, great. An hour, hour and a half before I go to bed, out like a light, okay? That's, I take three milligrams. So back to the beginning. I bought it in one milligrams on Amazon at a health food store. You take it, you see how you react you see how easily you fall asleep, you see how you sleep, etc. Then you kind of amp up your dosage. Okay, now I'm going to take two milligrams, now I'm going to take three. Like I said, I'm at three milligrams, take it with some magnesium, out like a light. I mean, I hear people say like, I can't take melatonin, it keeps me up actually, or it gives me terrible nightmares. Well, the truth is you have to find your dosage and the dosage in the pharmacies is way too high play with melatonin like that. I'm not prescribing it to you. I'm not a doctor. Talk to your doctor. But if you want to use melatonin to get that good sleep that you need in the new year, just make sure you're using it correctly because for some reason, it's just dosed all wrong in the pharmacies. But just a little PSA on uh, melatonin and sleep and getting those Z's in the new year. January is just kind of a hard month. It's like there's not I think people like plan a lot of trips in January, not that they go anywhere, but I'm saying like, I bet that's a big month if you look at Travelocity or whatever you'd have to look at for people planning because you're like, I've got to have something to look forward to. It's such a gray month. It's been such a cold month, lots of weather, but like people are just, they need something to work themselves out of, you know? So I bet it's a, it's a big month in terms of booking you know i bet i bet that like booking sites see a lot of travel activity i've booked a trip i booked two trips um i booked a trip or two this month actually um to kind of get you pumped up or to get you like in a hopeful space give you something to look forward to because january just is like the tuesday of months you know you have like nothing to look forward to it just doesn't have much of a feeling Right? I don't know. I'm not doing this, but I'm just saying it's a good month to do something like I think a lot of like yoga places and stuff do like a 30 for 30, like trying to do 30 30 yoga classes or like set a goal for that month just to give you something to do or something positive to kind of work towards in that month. 
I'm not doing that this month, but um, it's something it's something good to do that I've done in the past that that works well. The last thing in my phone is something I think I'm going to do like a deeper dive on. I need to do some research for it's why are we so scared? And this is in, this is an interesting one, I think. But like I said, I need to do some research on it. My friend, best friend Trisha called me the other night and she's married. Her husband was out and she heard all these bumps in the night. And I mean, it was not late at night. It was like 10 o'clock. And she started getting really scared. Just like, you know, she got the spooks. And something that was even spookier that I think this is funny is her daughter, who's four years old. Trisha was walking down the hall and her daughter, who was in front of her, said, Mommy, who just went in the room back there? And Trisha freaked out and ran back in the rooms and ran through the rooms. Nobody was back there. And then she talked to her daughter and her daughter said, oh, no, I didn't see anybody or I, I don't even know. Why are kids so scary? Kids are so scary. Um, that's not like totally. The point of this is not kids are so scary. The point of this is um, why do we get so scared? And when Trish told me this, I said, you know, Trust me, I would have gotten so scared if I'm in a big house. I live in an apartment, but if I'm in a big house by myself, I lock the door and like won't come out of the room. I'm the I am the biggest Frady cat. That's why I want to do this podcast, the podcast I'm talking about. But why are we so afraid? Because the truth of the matter, most people who are harmed, most people who are murdered, most people who are harmed, it is by someone that knows them you actually don't have that big of a chance of being harmed by a stranger. And that's why I want to do this later so I can have some facts for you behind this. I, shortly after Trisha told me this story, was walking up to my apartment building and a rather sketchy guy was standing there. And we're very, our apartment's very serious about not letting people in. And he was like, oh, great, you can let me in. Like all weird like um and i got freaked out and turned around and went in through the other door so i didn't have to let him in um but i and i'm always getting scared like that i'm always scared i'm always scared of people behind me i'm always scared if i'm in a big house and i know i'm not alone i know a lot of people feel like this and i don't know i don't know that the answer is to stop being afraid um i think it's good to be on guard if you're a woman, if you're a young woman who lives alone, if you're a woman who lives alone. I know it's good to be on guard. And I think we are raised to be on guard and we are raised to have our head on a swivel and look around. I mean, my dad, my dad is just like be in a defensive posture all the time. I mean, that is how he raised us. And I'm not saying that is a bad thing. If I had a, if I had a young girl, if I had a girl, that's how I would raise them too. And he is just like, be defensive. And you ha- and you have to have, that's how you have to raise your daughters. And I guess that's what I'm overthinking. That's what I'm, over- what I'm overthinking is we raise our daughters to be in this defensive posture all the time. And they're always scared. We are so scared. What are the realities of it? Is it good? Is it bad? Um, 
I don't know that we can let our guards down. So that's what I was overthinking because those two kind of things happen really closely. So I want to talk about that in the coming weeks. I want to maybe get some stories from some people. And I kind of want to talk to one of my guy friends and just hear like, are you scared? Or what's it like being a guy? Like, can you walk down the street at 10 o'clock at night without clutching your keys and your mace and your purse? Like, what's it like? Because it's different being a woman. So um, let's overthink that later. If you guys have any thoughts or ideas on that, I'd love to hear it. I want to get some research for you on it before we get into it too deeply. You know, this could be, uh, you know, also probably a product of the amount of true crime I watch. I watch a lot. And I told Trisha that. I said, you know, we watch so much true crime. I think we think there's a guy always about ready to break into our apartment. And the truth is that is a rarity. But I don't know that we need to let down our guard. I don't know that that's not the answer, but I think we just think it's so much more prevalent than it actually is. Um, But yeah, I mean, the true crime obsession, I think, plays into it. I don't know. Let's overthink it. Let's overthink it with a little bit more research when I come back to you. Until then, stay safe out there. Um, Thanks for overthinking this kind of random chatter this week. And um, until next time, wishing you all good thoughts.